Hello, Husky Nation. Welcome to this week's episode of Dog Thoughts. I'm Kayla Olin with Sports Illustrated's Husky Maven channel. With me, we have a very special guest, somebody I'm super excited for, and you should be too. This is John Garcia. He's the lead recruiting analyst for Sports Illustrated's All-American. John, thanks so much for coming. How are you? I'm good to be on with you, Kayla. Doing well. Just, uh, you know, trying to keep up like everything else. Trying to keep up. That's been the <laughs> MO for how this year has gone. We don't know what month it is, don't know what day it is, which makes it a little bit more interesting, this conversation we're going to talk about, because the NCAA had just now pushed back that deadline. So this is huge. What was your instant reaction to that announcement? Yeah, well, unfortunately, this is like deja vu, right? The NCAA has been pushing this dead period further and further back, but this was the one that really sort of closed the door on this 2021 group. Uh, in terms of modern recruiting history, these rising or these high school seniors, 2021 recruits, have had the most limited recruiting experience uh, in the modern era, period. Uh, basically, this dead period, which is, of course, because of COVID-19, started in the spring um, and it rolled into the summer and then from the summer they extended it to the fall then to january and then this week to april 15th so what it means is there's no in-person contact of any kind whether you're talking a prospect making a visit you're talking about a coach making a visit to a high school or a home which is very important uh, or even something as simple as an evaluation no in-person contact at all between college football coaches and prospective student athletes. So this group is making an, a decision that is not as informed in their opinion as other classes uh, have been able uh, to enjoy. So this takes us through the December early signing period, which starts December 16th, and even through the traditional National Signing Day in February. There were a, a contingent of prospects who thought, man, Maybe after January, they're going to open the window briefly and I'll be able to see the school that I'm committed to or see a school that I might want to commit to. And that was all zapped uh, this week by the NCAA. So unfortunately, not a surprise, but it is a little bit of, of deja vu. So I got to talk with Tavares George, a tight end for Eastside Catholic, and really asked him, did you consider opting out? How has this affected anything? How, did you get to take any official or unofficial visits before all of this happened? Unfortunately, like you mentioned, he only got to take one to Central Washington University. While he's wanting to explore all these other schools, get to talk to coaches, obviously it affects these kids tremendously, not just with, you know, where am I gonna go play school, but am I going to play my last season before I even knew it? right? So how does this also affect maybe these coaches a little bit and how they now go about the recruiting process? Right. You know, I think everyone feels for the prospects first and foremost, and I'm certainly in that boat. But look, when you get into the business side of college football, and you and I both know it's a big business, right? I mean, we're talking about, we're covering recruiting for goodness sakes. It is all a huge business. These coaches' jobs are on the line with these evaluations. And everybody's highlight tape looks great. You can isolate game tape and, and make a kid look really good, but there's really no substitute for that in-person evaluation. And, and a lot of times, and especially today, it's about off the field characteristics as well. You wanna bring people who fit your culture. I mean, talking about a team like Washington, that is a culture program. There's a few programs that were like, 
that's a Washington guy, right? So you can't really figure that out as much anymore because it's all digital recruiting. You're FaceTiming with the kid's mother and the kid's high school coach and the kid. It's just not the same effect or impact as a coach coming into your living room for three hours, getting a home-cooked meal and really sitting down with you and your family saying, hey, this is what we, we think you know, we can help you with and this is where we think you can help us with. Uh, there's really no substitute for that. A lot of kids change their mind based on in-home visits or, or, or visits to college campuses for games, things like that. So this is really on both sides, a huge deal in recruiting. And I think, Kayla, it, it causes people to, to go slowly. It makes you a little bit more conservative if you're wondering, hey, should I take that next, that next kid? Like, should I push this recruiting class a little bit further? I think you would say no in this 2021 cycle because you just don't know as much as you typically do. And speaking of, you know, these kids and what can change anybody's decision, Washington saw firsthand with Savelle Smalls being left out of his top 10, then gets put back in. That's not where he's playing. So insane how just even a little bit of recruiting can really affect something like that. So now how is this announcement on being pushed back even further, deja vu, like you said, affect players and maybe even how Washington goes about these specific players with JTT out of Eastside Catholic or Emeka out of Silicon? Yeah, well, you know, luckily for Washington, two of the top 10 players in America are right in their backyard. They're very familiar with Washington and vice versa. There's no real questions about the evaluation. These kids have been on radar for such a long time. So this maybe doesn't affect, you know, Washington side with guys like that, but with a prospect who's rising as a senior, it really affects you because you just don't know if you have enough on that prospect to pull the trigger with a true scholarship offer. Hey, we're going to send you a, a national letter of intent, you know, for other kids, they've had to sort of put the ball in, in their own hands and, and make things happen on their own. They're driving across the country using whatever resources they can to go see these campuses, even though when they're on campus, they can't meet with any coaches. So you're basically hoping to DM a current player who can maybe show you around. There's, there's really all sorts of gray area that prospects are trying to utilize. We've seen several schools put together these summit events where kids who are committed to the school will sort of organize a weekend to say, hey, this is a great time to come over. I'll show you what I know about school X. You know, so there's there's different ways kids have taken things, you know, into their own hands, but you can only do so much with that. And for a lot of these kids, unfortunately, they're going to sign with a program either in December or February that they've never visited, which is something that I can't even imagine at 16, 17, 18 years old. That's what hundreds of kids are going to be faced with in the coming months. And then a couple more questions before I let you go, John, because yeah, you're a very busy man. This is a very busy time. But one of them is kind of Washington and other schools aren't actually playing football until even March, very end of March. With this still in April, that's not a full season for a lot of these high schools to play. There's some high schools over in the South and on the East Coast that have already played or they're already playing right now going into their championship games. But does that kind of push the coaches to kind of make a spur of the moment judgment on some of these kids, not really getting to see them for a full season or which kids do go to the state program. These coaches aren't dumb. They've done their homework. They know who they're talking about, but even just a few more games, how much does that change? 
it's it's everything you know you know covering recruiting for 10 years you you hear similar phrases at different times of the year and in august when you're talking to kids who are kind of on that bubble maybe it's the fbs fcs bubble or the power five g5 bubble what do they always say hey they just need to see my first three games and then they're gonna know right so that is completely eliminated for you know what 12 13 states um, that, that haven't had high school football just yet and, and that are planning to play in the spring. So there's really no opportunity to boost your status if you're a kid in Washington, in California, in some of these states. Uh, and it's really unfortunate. So what you've seen some do is transfer out of state. And, and Jake Garcia is the most high profile to do so. The quarterback committed to USC. is He's finishing up in – he was in Valdosta, Georgia. Now he's in Grayson High School there in Georgia. Uh, or you just – Use technology however you can. You know, go to the gym with your buddies and do a windmill dunk and, and show yourself as much as you can with non-football activities, even though obviously they're all football players. And you just really try to show or validate your athleticism that you showed in previous high school seasons. But for the kids who made major gains between their junior and senior year, there's really not a lot of ways for them to say, hey, let me prove to you that I'm this much better so you can have a bit more information in, into making your own decision. So there's no doubt that that group of kids was, was really just dealt a bad hand. And it's something that, um, you know, schools are still figuring out actively less than a month before early signing period begins. And then final question, you say you're – a recruiter for a certain college. I won't make you say Washington. <laughs> but with this now advantage for some of these schools, how are you now taking advantage of this situation? How, because this world is so unknown, kind of how you started. This is uncharted territory, different times. Who even knows if this will be taken care of by April? Fingers crossed, right? Yes. But how do you fully go about that recruiting process and getting to talk to these kids, not knowing or seeing the end in sight right now? Well, these coaches have to do what we do and they got to get on the phone. They got to do more of that homework you talked about earlier. You have to check every single element or sliver sleeve of information surrounding a kid. Talk to his, the, his other coaches, his, his basketball coaches, his track coaches, his little league coach anybody associated with a prospect to try to get a sense of where he is physically and, and mentally. Again, like it's, it's a crazy time in this country where we're mentally, a lot of people are, you know, adults who are struggling every single day. So imagine a kid trying to make a decision. You know, I talked to one just an hour ago who decommitted from an ACC school because he's never been there. And now he knows he can't go check it out uh, because he doesn't have the resources to drive from you know two or three states away you know so now he doesn't know where he's going to go to college and and some of those schools are going to be closing the book in a month during this early signing period so uh, it's really a stressful time so these coaches and the kids alike have to use every resource available and and do some journalism you know get get boots on the ground and do as much research as you can talk to as many people as you can the NCAA for all their knocks they have been very flexible with the communication aspect of this dead period. There's basically a free-for-all when it comes to communication, whether it's phone calls, DMs, uh, FaceTime, all of those, those things. So I think you have to take advantage of that and use it as much as possible and try to be as honest 
as you can be. You know, if you're a kid, say, hey, coach, can I commit to your school right now? And, and if you're the coaches, you know, tell them, hey, you, you can or you can't. And, and try to be as upfront as possible because obviously these decisions are, are critically important for both sides and, and we're doing it with, with less info nowadays. So, you know, honesty is always the best policy, but I think everybody's got to do some digging like, like a journalist. Yeah. Hey, hey, next door neighbor. How's it going? <laughs> Was he good at hopscotch? But no, I love that you mentioned really getting to know everybody outside of just who this person is. And I think that's something that a lot of people kind of like to see. Mike Martin, somebody with Sports Illustrated over here at Husky Maven, does a great job at talking to these kids one on one and getting to know them on a more personal level, which is great for especially in terms right now, because this class is making history. They're the only class that has gone through something like this right now. So it'll be very interesting to see how it all shakes up long term. But I will let you go. Where can everybody continue to follow you? Because you have great recruiting analysts going on right now. Great content. So go ahead and tell them where they can check you out. Appreciate the kind words. Yeah, SI.com, SIAllAmerican.com college football and basketball stuff right there all in one place. We've got rankings in both sports up right now. And there's a few teams that are, are highly rated in, in, in recruiting from the football and basketball perspective. So a lot of unique features up at SIAllAmerican.com. Check us out. Perfect. Thanks so much, John, for coming on. And hopefully we get you on soon. Stay safe out there and keep doing what you're doing because it's great. Thanks for having me. Of course. For more information and everything like that, where you can find John Garcia and stay up to date on all the recruits going on, as well as our recruiting tracker, you can find out at si.com slash college slash Washington. Until next time, I'm Kale Olin, and he's John Garcia. Go dogs.